There's a ghost town about an hour from the city of Dubai, completely abandoned and buried under the sand. Come with us now as we wrap up our three-part series, Ghost Towns Under the Sand. Hello and welcome to another Midwest Ghost Town podcast. My name is Dan Klein and I'm your host, your history enthusiast, and your ghost town and abandoned history adventurer. And like we say on this channel, let's keep history alive. And one way we can certainly do that is by talking about it, making this podcast, and of course, videos as well. So typically we cover the Midwest part of the United States with ghost towns and abandoned history and the stories left behind in the wake of those places. But sometimes we go outside that area and into other fascinating areas across the country, including the mountain and desert regions scattered across the U.S. But on special occasions, we do go outside the borders and dive into international waters covering multiple stories with ghost towns that are literally spread across the entire world. It never ceases to amaze me the amount of these places that exist, whether it's the story of Chernobyl and its nuclear meltdown, or even over in China where there's literally a ghost town situation brewing over there with housing crisis and a real estate development, leaving complete cities abandoned. And of course, that is a story for another time. But today, we continue our story and podcast covering ghost towns buried under the sand. And in reality... There are numerous stories that go along with this theme. We covered Singapore, Michigan, and the States. Completely fascinating story up there. And we shifted down into Nevada, where we covered the story of an uncovered Pony Express station at a place called Sand Springs Station, which of course resides within Sand Mountain Recreation Area down in Nevada. Something definitely worth exploring and seeing in that area, especially if you love history like I do. Part two of the series which if you haven't listened to, I encourage you to go back and listen. I cover the story of Colmanskop in Namibia, an abandoned diamond mine village in the middle of the world's oldest desert, the Namib Desert. The video podcast was on the shorter side, so it's definitely a quick listen, but the cool thing about this place is that it's one of the most documented and photographed ghost towns in the world. Due to the unique lighting and sand structures in and around the buildings, I showed a couple pictures on the podcast, giving rightful attribution to the photographers of those shots, which you can find under the description in the YouTube channel. Spotify listeners, I did put the same visuals up so you are able to watch that as well. Today, we are shifting from the sands of Africa to the sands of the Middle East and going from Namibia to the UAE and specifically outside the city of Dubai into the ghost town of Al-Madam. It's like what Dorothy used to famously say to her dog Toto in The Wizard of Oz, we're not in Kansas anymore. No, instead we're in the desert country of Sharjah, and like our last ghost town, Colmanskop, some of the pictures were taken by James Kerwin. But in this episode, we just didn't have as many images that were public domain or had Creative Commons license available, so we can't show those pics. But imagine, if you will, several houses together in a row with different rooms, with no doors, or partially open doors, no windows, and sand flowing in, almost like water pouring inside a ship out at sea. Only the sand is overtaking some of the buildings. It's strange. It's odd. It's amazingly beautiful when you add the different colors with lighting. It's eerie, as some people have reported the feeling of being watched, possibly haunted, 
as some have reported strange happenings in the town, but all in all, one thing for sure is that it's definitely mysterious. What happened here? Why was Almadam abandoned, and why did it become a ghost town? See, nobody has clear answers on this, and so here is what they do know. It was a ghost town that was built in the mid-1970s, and gradually from the 70s through the 80s, it was later abandoned. Number two, a better explanation of this, and I hope I pronounced this right, is Shabai Housing. What is Shabai Housing? This was a government program to provide modern public housing for its nomadic population. The government wanted to create a state, but to provide a functioning state, you needed people living in cities or towns rather than simply roaming around the desert. And in the past, this was just the way it was. People being more nomadic in culture, shifting and moving. But with the creation of the UAE in 1971, oil came to the scene and it changed everything. Now the state wanted to shift from the tradition to the new ways, thus a town like Al-Madam was formed. But there was a problem. The settlements like Al-Madam were assembled so fast that the infrastructure was usually not set up. In cases like Al-Madam there was no electricity and it probably led to people abandoning those towns. There were complaints that families had lived for months without water or electricity and naturally this led to its demise. There were also accounts of several huge sandstorms that drove people away and eventually, as your town is being swallowed up by the desert, you must choose to stay or go and apparently the old inhabitants left. And then you have the stories about an evil genie haunting Albadam. Specifically, again, I hope I get this pronunciation right, Amdues, and I'll put the spelling down there below. Amdues, a female spirit with cat eyes and machetes for hands. This is a little different than merely a genie. The Amdues is an evil jinn who takes the form of a gorgeous woman. She uses her attractiveness to lure her victims before apparently taking their lives, and apparently she appears at night as a lost and lonely traveler. And from there, she takes her victims by surprise. And so there's another account. There has been other stories of travelers feeling like they're being watched when searching the area nobody else is around, or if there are other travelers or tourists walking around, possibly the sounds of crying. But the large collection of theories about why the town was abandoned centers mainly around the weather patterns, high winds, sandstorms, and the desert reclaiming the town. It just became uninhabitable, and there were other areas that were more suited for better living. Okay, so here's my thought process on this. Why fight a shifting sand dune? Okay, you're living out in the desert. They want you to live there just to kind of show that things are leaving tradition and going more towards the new new way. And after a while, I'm going to get sick and tired of fighting the good fight to keep the grains of sand from filling my house. The area just wasn't right. And here marks the end of the ghost town or the village of Almadam. Completely doable to go and see, by the way. It's slowly gaining popularity due to articles and stories written on it. But as of now, there isn't anything stopping a tourist in going to visit the site. So, if you happen to be traveling to Dubai and you want a tour or excursion to the site, it's possible. 
Like I said, it's just under an hour driving distance from Dubai, so you can definitely set up a tour and you can go see Almadam. We have other odds and ends story coming up about abandoned and buried beneath the sand right after this. Dan here with Midwest Ghost Town. Just want to encourage you to either check out Spotify or YouTube, depending on where you're not already listening, just to give you different options to listening or viewing the video podcast. We're uploading every Friday and dropping a video if we have the footage and editing finished later in that week. We love hearing from each one of you and want to give you a big thank you. Of course, we had some mail and some questions and want to answer those before moving on. This came from Ruben. How do you find your ghost towns? Well, there's a multifaceted answer to that question, Ruben. If it's a local ghost town or abandoned place, I typically have learned about it from locals. If it's further from home, either I've learned about it from other books or research or from listeners like yourself. For example, I'll tell the story of Terra, Iowa, where I was talking with a local historian. I wasn't as familiar with the story of Terra, Iowa, which is outside of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And of course, this led to some other stories about a trestle bridge that was supposedly haunted. So I did a little more research on that area and a little more research on that town and discovered the story of a phantom train that was public in a public newspaper. And so there's a public account of that supposed haunting of a phantom train down around Terra, Iowa. So there's a whole story that kind of goes along with that. There are several ways I learn about ghost towns, their stories and their whereabouts. And I know as time garners on that we learn more and more about different places and naturally their stories. All right, our next one, Gwen writes in, are ghost towns safe? And this is a question really to just remind listeners that if you're going out exploring ghost towns and you know that there are physical remains, to number one, Remember that it could be private property and to respect that. Ask permission, never assume. And number two, a huge reminder that this is archaeology and history at our fingertips. It's fragile. It's fading away. We don't want to accelerate the process because of our recklessness. As to remember not to take, try and leave things undisturbed and be respectful of the area and the people who may still be living in or around the area. It might be a ghost town, but it's still their home, or at least their area. So are they safe? Well, they can be. They can be dangerous places too. And I think of the story of my friend Brent, who if you haven't had an opportunity to watch Ghost Town Living on YouTube, go do it. It's fascinating, um, the story of Brent, which most people kind of know. He bought the the famous ghost town, Cerro Gordo, out in California. And he is re-energizing the town of Cerro Gordo right now and his show, Ghost Town Living, is an exceptional one, where he talks about the area and the different mines around the area. If you were to just go exploring around the area full of mines, you know, to, you need to come to an understanding about the dangers that go with that. There was a town, for example, in Pennsylvania just the other day. I literally saw this footage as I was leaving for work, and what was left from the neighbor's doorbell cams was kind of played on the news of a house completely exploding and being completely destroyed. There were some deaths associated with it, sadly. I heard that a 30-something-year-old father and his son died in that explosion. Well, come to find out, they built this entire housing addition 
above an underground mine there. And there was apparently a leak or something associated with the mine that caused this explosion. So, so my point in all this is there could be holes hundreds, thousands of feet deep below the surface. And of course, the little things that we take for granted that naturally could cause danger, a roof collapsing, a floor caving in if we're exploring buildings, sharp metal, broken glass, and the list course goes on. So yes, while ghost towns can be safe, they offer hazards as well, and it's important to be aware. So just be aware and be respectful. So we're back out of here in Midwest Ghost Town, episode three of Ghost Towns Under the Sand. And we have been spending our time across the Atlantic Ocean from the U.S. and covering a couple international destinations. One in Namibia and one over in the Middle East. And before we end the program today, we're going to reel it back in and bring it back to America and all across the land to the Mojave Desert in Southern California. So this is our last one of this episode here. And this is a story or less of a story, but more about a town per se, and more of a story of an area in a town. So I should really say this is a story about a specific neighborhood and a place called Newberry Springs. You can, of course, look this up on both Google and YouTube by entering in Newberry Springs. You're going to encounter a story about a town that really flourished from man-made lakes back in the day. They would bring in water sports to the area, professional skiers, water parks. All these places needed upkeep. They needed to be maintained as it was unnatural for them to be really in the Mojave Desert. But it was the story of a couple of homes in the area that were being buried by the shifting of sand that really captured my attention. It was a man-made disaster really from the county maintenance workers creating this this effect by burying of a local neighborhood. And you see, from 1979 to 1991, county maintenance crews cleared sand that was building up on Mineola Road, which crossed the river. They dumped that sand on the downwind east side of the road on the Mojave River Channel, and tons of sand year after year, they would just dump it there. When the sand would blow away, more sand was dumped in. They would dump more sand, wind would blow away. They would dump more sand again, the wind would blow it away. But it was blowing that sand in a certain neighborhood, and it was burying the houses. Westerly winds blew the sand onto the properties of Newberry Road to create a 10-foot tall sand dune. Make it basically one huge sandbox. And it's stories like this that get our attention here at Midwest Ghost Town. Here today gone tomorrow in all from a little grain of sand a living story and a glimpse into our past so that's a fascinating story just about abandonment that is created just by some of our own faults some of our own things that we're doing man-made disasters right those happen as well and even though this wasn't a complete town it just kind of shows you how that can really affect the town and you can imagine like if that kept on occurring just kind of like how it did at Almadam, pretty soon people are just not going to live there anymore they're just going to abandon and say we're moving on this is just uninhabitable we can't live here anymore so just a thought there go check it out this is a really interesting story it's a small story but definitely one worth reading that's newberry springs california next week 
we dive into a new topic. This one surrounds the story of the most deadly forest fire in U.S. history, and it dives into what is known today as the Forgotten Fire. This course happened up in Wisconsin in the Michigan area and is known as the Great Peshtigo Fire. With everything going on in Maui right now, and our thoughts and our prayers are surely with the residents of Maui, it brings to the front of my mind the destruction of fire and the aftermath. Looking at footage of that fire and witnessing people taking refuge in the ocean to keep away from the heat and the fire, it reminded me of stories that I've read about the Great Peshtigo Fire and how people survived. Even back then, survivors needed to run for their life for the river or jump into wells to escape the flames. There were accounts of fire tornadoes, as I mentioned in previous podcasts. And with Maui now being more recent and the complete devastation of Lahaina, if you haven't seen the news, it sheds a new light on a story of ghost towns created by fire back in 1871. We're going to talk more about that next Friday. But for now, let's keep history alive. This is Midwest Ghost Town.